0: And we're back with another episode of
1: Culture, Culture Couch. Couch. It's like we never left.
0: Yeah. You,
1: wait, we left? Yeah. Well, how many people do you think watch Culture Couch episodes in sequence? It's like they miss a couple weeks and they watch back to backs?
0: I think everyone. Everyone? I think everyone. Like even if
1: they've already seen it, they just rewatch.
0: Everybody watches every episode. Starts from the top,
1: just yeah. goes down the list.
0: Yeah. I mean, we change clothes, but do we ever leave the Culture Couch? more of a mindset sometimes
1: we don't even change clothes like i'm wearing the same outfit i was wearing on the mainline podcast how is that even possible
0: i don't know man you must like kind of live a minimalist lifestyle
1: yeah because we definitely never record things the same day
0: right um i want to talk about what i'm drinking right now because people may find this interesting um our seasonal blend for the winter is called jolly juice right right It's a three bean blend. Um, And this is not about our topic today, but we are a coffee company, so deal with it. Uh, We make our blends with a very high degree of intentionality, right? Sometimes roasters just, it's a blend, you know, it's the kitchen sink blend. They just throw a bunch of coffees together and then roast them all together. But we roast each of our coffees separately to the best of their potential, to where they are best represented. Uh, and then we blend them afterwards, right? Right. Just like if you were making a margarita, you know? Yes. You've got your tequila. You've got your orange liqueur. I, my preferred orange liqueur is Cointreau. What's your favorite? Oh, same. You don't like dry Curaçao?
1: Uh, I've used it every now and then. I would rather have Cointreau.
0: Yeah. And then you got your lime. All three of those are different, very different tasting ingredients. And you blend them all together at a different ratio to get the intended mark. So same for our blends. I am drinking a natural sun-dried burundi coffee so this coffee will never hit the market will it no because it's in one of our blends jolly juice so it's cool to single out anyways anyways (laughs) uh i have my good friend of many years riley westbrook next to me on the culture couch
1: always great to be here ross Thank you for the the first class flight this time. It was nice to be upgraded. Well, well,
0: onwards and upwards. But uh, today we're talking about um, servant leadership. Once again, it's a very multifaceted diamond of a topic. Um, We've been talking about not only what a servant leader is, but we've been talking about these practices that a servant leader adopts and owns and practices. Um, We talked about being a cheerleader, you know, being a constant voice of encouragement and being this like stoic, uh, you know, just steady voice for your team. Uh, We also talked about checking your ego at the door, right? Um, Our third practice of a servant leader is leading by example, um, This, to be honest with you, this kind of like hits close to me, hits home close to me. It means a lot to me uh, because I, if you couldn't tell, can
1: talk and conceptualize. I could tell. About stuff all day. This morning, Ross was uh, asking me advice or something or something like that. And then he just said everything he was going to say and figured it out for himself.
0: That is true, that is true. Talking is is a is a fine thing to do. You know, we all need to talk, but I there have been times where I've done a lot more talking and a lot less doing. And you, on the other hand, are someone you naturally lead by example. I've noticed no, this about you. You're able to talk, but you mostly just walk the walk, and um, that whether you realize it or not that definitely legitimizes everything that you stand for by the way you live your life. And so um that's why I wanted to fly you in for this episode.
1: It just kind of worked out perfectly. It
0: worked out. All um, the planning and Yeah, you know, we'll hit Ruth Chris after this, you know, it'll be it'll be great. But uh thank you Ruth Chris. Uh but the 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 first thing to say about leading by example is that talk is cheap. Got to walk the walk. Mm um have you ever in your in your life in your career or just you know playing sports whatever it is have you ever had a leader that was hypocritical
1: i can say yes i have
0: yeah you know without absolutely dragging their name through the mud uh what was that like and in what ways were they hypocritical without giving too much away
1: mm. I think mainly when you and just to be clear, thank you for your kind words. this is of something course, of i course. uh struggle to and have to constantly check myself to figure out ways to live this out mm-hmm. uh because of my experience in the past when you have someone let's just let's just take it super foundational uh lots of coffee companies are run by People who own the business, but maybe don't operate within the business. Sure, maybe you're listening, and that is your current experience. And you have someone who potentially has large expectations, yet you've never seen them do the thing, or have they don't even know how to do the thing, uh, but they have a um, an expectation for things to be a certain way. Um, or I even think about here. Here's one that's just like uh, super far back. Um, when <laughs> 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 uh, oh. it was freshman year of high school, and in health slash PE class, I they like check your body fat percentage, and I was told by the morbidly obese teacher. That I was overweight, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm sure it was just their job to tell me sure, such sure, a thing. Sure. However, and then you know, then you're told to go run some laps in PE, right? Or I can think of times in in like tennis where, like you know, tennis was not very valued in in Dawsonville. Yeah. So they would kind of just throw whatever teacher at it.
0: Dare I say, marginalized?
1: Oh, for sure. And so you would have teachers who didn't know how to play tennis except for what they saw on YouTube. Sure, 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 yeah. And so thus not being led by example in that way meant literally not getting better at all, but also not being motivated whatsoever towards what you were doing or having any, any... What's the word I'm looking for? Any... Expectation to perform well.
0: Sure. So you're speaking about a leader's competence. Yes. Not only just their competence in the certain field that they're leading in, but also you're also talking about like their, like something Ethan is really great at is whenever he's on bar, he's the first guy to take the trash out. He's mm-hmm. the first guy to do the dishes so that the people he's leading can grow in these more like skilled skill-based roles like pouring latte art or whatever. And I I get that. Like I would rather somebody on the team I I know how to pour latte art, right? Cuz I've done this for a while. You know how to pour latte art. That's right. Um and so I would rather somebody on the team get better at latte art while mm-hmm. I take the trash out. So anyways, yeah. let me ask you this. Do you think That a leader has to be the most competent person in the equation for them to effectively lead a team?
1: I think yes, and I think no. Uh oh. I think.
0: You're saying it's not black and white?
1: Well, so yes, (laughs) you might call that gray. There's some gray area here. Let's get
0: into the gray, baby.
1: So lots of businesses have multiple leaders around, us being one of them. Yeah. So whenever you have a... I would say... So if if a business only had one leader, I would argue that they should be competent in everything going on. Yeah. Because if you don't have that person to look to and that person to be a final authority in some things, then it can get tough. Yeah. Unless they've instilled someone else, but then that person might go get another job or something like that. Like In the instance, where say, we're talking about a single owner cafe. Sure. So I, I do think that person should be the most competent. I think they should put in the work to do that. In our instance, I would argue that Ethan does know the most about cafe operations of anyone sure. around like, you know, Ethan and, and Mikey, like I'm sure Mikey knows some things that Ethan doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa.
0: That's for sure.
1: But I would, you know, I'm also a leader in valor. Yeah. I have no idea where in the hell the napkins are in the sure. back. I don't know the chai recipe. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know how to make any of the seasonal drinks. So, I have a lack of cafe competence. Um, However, I can show my leading by example through other ways of displaying our values, Mm -hmm. through hard work.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you are less competent in that area is going to change the way you lead those people. Yes, especially because they're not your direct reports.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm usually not walking into the cafe and yelling out commands, right? To take out the trash. So there's, I this, would never do that.
0: Yeah, e- even if you know, even if the the place is a mess and customers are banging down our doors or whatever, like you're not going to be the guy that's like, "All right, guys, huddle up." There's a lot that needs to change around here, and I know how to do it. Like you're probably going to, best case scenario, Ethan there, you're going to pull him into the back and be like, dude, do you see everything that's going on right now? And he's probably like, yeah. Or, you know, if Mikey's whatever the leader is. And really, th- this is a very hyper specific thing to our operation. But the principle is that there's a certain amount of like sweat equity you have to put in to, to gain that influence and that respect. Like, of course, everybody at the cafe respects you.
1: I mean, most of them have never seen me behind the bar right. at this point.
0: But, like, especially some of our new employees, like, they don't even... You may not even be, like, that credible in their eyes to, like, know the espresso recipe or, like, you know. So they're
1: just not going to ask you. Like, they don't know I can pour a slow Zeta.
0: Right. But you can.
1: But I can. You like, can. I really can.
0: You do for the Instagram posts. Um but yeah, I just think that's an interesting thing. I I have heard of in a in a book I read one time of a leader who was able to lead a team of coders, uh, a you know a computer coder, coder, <laughs> uh, a a computer development
1: team. Yeah, software developers.
0: Software developers. That's what I was trying to talk about. Uh, and and he did not know he did not know how to code, but he maybe didn't need to because mm. they were his role was more in the like coordination mm-hmm. and vision department. So anyways, I we, we've talked a good bit about like competence as a leader. Um another thing to think about is I mean, you kind of already said it, but like if you're going to have core values in a company and the leaders don't Maintain and live those values, then that completely diminishes the credibility of everything you say mm. to those people
1: like imagine if a company had a value for um environmental friendliness, but the owner drove a hummer
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, not the first thing I would think of and not the e v hummer not the not new e v not not the h three like an h one h one yeah. Right, it's kind of funny, but I totally get what you're saying. Um, like, if you drove a Tesla, for example, then people might listen to you yeah, about that value for sure. Um, but th- man, these people that we're leading—they're not. They notice. They notice what we do, and for you, there, our listeners, our watchers. You know, if you, if you are in any sort of uh, leadership position. Or, you know, we all have influence in some degree, right, to somebody. And so if if I can look at the people that I'm leading and I ask them to do something that I have done as well, that I've paved the way and they've watched me do it, I feel a lot better about asking them to do it, Um, especially if it is something menial like taking out the trash or like cleaning the roastery. Um I think about that a lot too though because in our jobs sometimes it's not sometimes it's not the best thing to to deep clean the HQ here right because we need to be doing the things in our job description but yet whenever we lead a team it's proven over and over and over that uh, people that are led like to see their leaders in the ditches with them. Yeah. You know, like I think about a war general being the first one, you know, charging in battle. Yep. Like that—that that is like what ultimately breeds respect for a leader, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to have this balance of like, okay, to be a servant leader is not to just do everything for everyone is not just to do all the hardest crap all the time so that people see you. Mm -hmm. It's to know the right amount of doing that to where you still are doing, like, your other part of your job as a leader. But being in the trenches with your people, taking the low road, and supporting them as opposed to just, like, telling everybody to do everything all the time while you just sit in the office, you know? Yeah. I just think that that goes so far, and I've being led and being a leader. I have seen that value time and time again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good a good practice for this week. You know, whether you are a leader or you're just in the workplace or even in the home, you know, uh, try to think of what emphasis can I put on going low as a leader and doing some of the work that nobody wants to do. Because if you want the people that you're leading to do that, that menial task and do that well, you have to be the first person that's willing to do that. Um, I think it's a great week here on the culture couch.
1: Respect, dude.
0: Leading by example. Um, I am super hungry for Ruth, Chris, right now.
1: Yeah, it's calling my name. I need a filet mignon.
0: Filet mignon, medium rare Mm -hmm. in a gin martini.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll probably go red wine myself.
0: Okay. Great. Well. All right.
1: Uh, This will be out after Thanksgiving, but happy belated Thanksgiving. Yep. And merry early holidays to you. We love you.
0: Love you.